Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 11th of October, 2013, and this is episode 46. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. Have you have you managed to watch the uh, the, the latest episode of of Agents of Shield yet? I, I, I haven't seen episode three, right? Um, but I have seen two. Well, to be fair, I haven't seen three either because I took a nap this afternoon, <laughs> and I generally can't do more than one thing when I'm <laughs> when you're also napping. napping. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've I've got that to look forward to after tonight's uh, tonight's recording, um, but. How, how do you feel after having seen the second episode? How do you feel uh, about the series as it as it's continuing forwards? Um, you, you know, I don't. I don't think my feelings really changed much from the first episode. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, it, it's not bad. I still want to watch it, but it's not great. Like okay. I, 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 I think if it was about anything else, I probably would have dropped it. Or, or if it was by someone else who 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 doesn't have as as you know as much name recognition, um, as as Joss Whedon, that I, I don't know if I could get to the point where hopefully it gets good. I, I would say that that's that's a fair thing to say, and uh, it is it is rather typical of of uh, Whedon shows that they do start off a bit slow. Uh, you just have to look at. Um, Take take a look at uh, uh, his last one, Dollhouse, for example, mm. um, which started off very slow. It's, it it was only around episode five or six that it actually got really good, um, and and even Firefly, like even Firefly, as far as the uh, the episodes go, like the, the, it started off fairly. Uh, fairly weakly, I guess, and and kind of found its footing after a few episodes. So I I, I don't I don't blame you. I, I'm also I, I I'm not really in love with any of the characters yet. Like I still feel like they're all very they're they're very much stereotypes. You know. Yeah, I I would have to agree with you there because none of them are particularly. I mean, other than Colson, who, who doesn't love who who doesn't love uh, Clark Gregg in 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 this in anything really? Yeah. Uh, but look, I I think. I think he's probably he'd be a better number three for your list, uh, you know, if, than 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 McKay is. Yeah. Uh, and that would which, that would be my list of of top three uh, people who need to appear in every movie or TV show. Yes, which is uh, which is Don Cheadle, uh, Carl Urban, right, right, and according according to you, it's uh, it's it's Doctor McKay, yeah, uh, aka David Hewlett f- from from Stargate Atlantis. Look, I think that Clark Gregg should be in there somewhere. He definitely rates, in my opinion, above above David Hewlett. Well, I mean, I, I think we have to wait and see because right now you got to think when you see Clark, uh, when you see Coulson, he's not he doesn't really have that much screen time in in anything. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like yes, he's been in like the Iron Man movies, but for all of you know two like you know two or three minutes combined in 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 all the Iron Man movies. And even in the Avengers, it was just kind of like a couple of one-liners, you know. And even even in this in this series, he's he he's kind of like the boss, but he doesn't really play a prevalent role. It's really everybody else, and every now and then you go back to him, right? And it's it's not it's not like it's not like in Stark Atlantis where where I, I, we were talking about it earlier before the episode that we you know that's it's the it was the McKay hour where it was pretty much everything was about McKay, and every now and then you saw some other characters. And I think I think he held that up. No, I, I think um, Coulson. You know, he still needs still needs to prove himself. He needs to prove himself. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll I'll let you have that. But anyway, that being said, that being said, let's let's actually move on to today's topics so that we can uh, we can smash through those. And well, we've got one that everyone will love, and that's SimCity because we haven't talked about that in a while. We haven't. No. Um, and and to be fair, like since we've talked about it last, which was. Uh, which was quite a while ago. Um, it would have been a few months back, if if I remember correctly. Uh, since then, I've actually played it because it eventually came out on Mac, and uh, 
I mean, they by the time I got to it, most of the um, most of their server issues and stuff had been kind of worked out, right? Uh, but and and it had improved, and so really, the, there was only two two major things that kind of uh, really irked me about the game, uh, and that's one of them is the lack of offline play, and the other would be the uh, the you know the size of the the plots of land that you you get to right. build a city in, or the lack uh, of size. Um, yeah, because I found that uh, without too much trouble, um, I quickly maxed out the amount of space that I had available and was and had to then start you know demolishing areas and rebuilding them so I could reutilize the space. Right, which seems hmm, it's it's annoying, is what it is, All right. and uh, it doesn't seem very very city like because you don't you know the cities don't typically you know run out of space and then just start willy-nilly knocking stuff down <laughs> and uh, and rebuilding stuff in its place it's like it's not like they're going to go and you know take and demolish an entire suburb of of uh, of houses so they can you know build some industrial plants that would depend on the suburb i think yeah fair enough well uh, some of the news that came out but uh, i don't know news is probably a strong term some 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 of the one of the teams at ea has said that they are looking into a non-internet connected SimCity. Ooh. Um, which is funny because if you, if you remember uh, in, in the not too distant past, it was um, offline mode is impossible and there's no way that could ever happen. And then, you know, of course, the, we, we, we talked about it where the there were people who were able to essentially be disconnected for about a half hour at a time and then they just had to, you know, reconnect to keep playing and then they could disconnect again if they were in um, development mode. So we, we knew it was always possible, but now they're actually saying, yes, it may actually be possible. And um, we may actually, you know, do something about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's interesting because uh, I've experienced, I haven't, I haven't experienced a half hour of offline play with it, but I've certainly experienced, you know, several minutes here and there. Right. So it definitely, it definitely works offline. And I believe that there was, yeah, there was some hackers. I think we talked about hackers finding a way to uh, uh, enable development mode, which essentially turned off any need for uh, accessing the internet, and it worked perfectly fine. Um, right. It did miss out on a few things, like stuff like the weather, but the weather doesn't necessarily really kind of... I'm not a huge fan of it, really. In the game or just in general? Just, just in general, no, no. In, in the in the game, uh, you, you get these kind of clouds of of rain and stuff like that. Uh, that, and uh, I mean, they don't, they don't, they're they're aesthetically pleasing, uh, I suppose, because right. you get to see, uh, you, you know, you get to see you know, weather stuff, but it's 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 unnecessary. Um, and I feel like it's the sort of thing where because it doesn't it doesn't actually provide any sort of enhancement to your gameplay it's it's just you know weather simulation like even even in like even in like a car game or something where you have weather where you have like the weather simulation and you might have rainy it might be raining and so you know the roads might be slick or something like that which is that's the sort of enhancement that weather can provide but this doesn't really do anything because i mean it's not like so it's not like it makes the trees any greener or anything like that. That doesn't that doesn't change at all, or at least it hasn't in my uh, in during my sessions. But then, who knows? I've I've had issues trying to you know trying to crank up the uh, the quality of the the graphics. So um, it doesn't seem to like my graphics code. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously they still have you know they still have issues to work out, and it's. Even seven months after it's it's been released, there's still 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 issues. It's not it's not problem problem free. Um, yep. But I mean, no, it's it's still good that there's even if they're seven months too late, it's still good that they're they're working on a way of um, making it offline playable. And I don't know if it's because they, I mean, it's probably because they feel like they can get the more money out of it now. If they go, all right, we've yeah, we've, well, we've got yeah. all the. The, the fools who were who were dumb enough to buy it when it was, you know, had to be online connected. Now we'll get the rest of them. So, 
I had heard that what they what they were doing was releasing um, like some modding uh, packs, I guess, so that you could create your own buildings and stuff like that, uh, which you used to be able to do in the old Sim Cities, right? You used to be able to you know paint your own buildings, and I've done that a number of times. Mm. Um, tried making tried my hand at making my own buildings, and uh, it seems like what they're doing is is making that uh, making that sort of thing available for this new version. Um, part of that is that they there are a whole lot of uh, requirements for for people who do decide to mod their stuff. Like they can't you can't uh, create mods that make uh, you know that make other people's gameplay uh, you know uh, worse or anything like that. Right. There there is a number of of kind of rules in that regard, and I suppose uh, that making an offline mode will also, will also be uh, useful for that because uh, it may, essentially means that you can you can go nuts with with the uh, with the modding of the game and uh, and not you know not cause any issues for anybody else. Yeah, um, like I guess if you if you you know if you have the uh, super heavy industrial. Uh, mod that makes all your buildings output smog, and then that pollution would normally, you know, flow into the other regions. Now, now you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. The other thing that's that's uh, that's coming up for for SimCity, and uh, and this this is a definite, not a not something that's a possibility. Is uh, is an ex- is their first expansion pack, and uh, this is the sort of thing that you see with a lot of the 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 uh maxis games right like the sim the sims has hundreds like it's got to be hundreds of of different expansion packs for things like uh for for the sims and uh you know they they do things like um i think i saw i think i saw katie playing a uh like a a medieval <laughs> expansion yeah, pack yeah i'm pretty sure there is yeah and uh, you know they've they've got other they've got a whole lot of other ones, uh, pets related stuff, Christmas related stuff. Do they have uh, uh, do they have medieval Christmas pets? I don't know, but they should. Yeah. I feel like that's an untapped market. <laughs> so the, this first uh, one for SimCity is uh, called Cities of the Future, and it actually sounds really really interesting as far as uh, expansion packs for SimCity go. And so, but basically, what this does is it adds a whole lot of uh, semi-futuristic stuff. And I say semi-futuristic stuff because it's not like you know super into the future with flying cars and stuff like that. Right. Um. It's it's more like what we would might see in say fifty years time. Okay. Uh, things like you know like maglev trains and uh, you know improved roads and stuff like that. Uh, the roads in this kind of get they get like Tron like lights that the cars travel along because that that'll be the the biggest improvement in road technology we'll see in fifty well, years think, is just I better lighting. Yeah, well, I think it's a a method of of uh, of self driving cars type like they follow the they follow the lines. Right. Okay. Uh, it's a visual way of showing it, I guess, uh, and also it looks kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, and they've got these mega structures, which are ba- essentially skyscrapers that you build uh, block by block. Okay. Have you ever played that game? I can't remember what it's called. You used to play it on a mobile phone where you would build a, build it like a tower uh, and you would drop like little blocks on top of each other and you try to get them as l- perfectly lined up as you possibly can. And the higher that you go, the more that it would sway. No, I think so. Okay, it was a it was a mobile game. I can't remember what it was called that I used to play. Uh, it kind of it kind of makes me think of that because these these uh, these structures that you're going to be able to build uh, are essentially you know that you can you can add like a a residential block or an industrial block or a you know a power like a power generation block and stuff like that. And okay. so you can basically create uh, these little mini cities within a within a structure um that allow you to kind of expand your city without having to destroy things yeah <laughs> so you know, it adds those it, to me it brings back uh memories of like of judge dread and the uh the the big mega structures that they have in that um so and you know, be on the lookout your city's also filled with sylvester Stallone. And and Carl Urban. Oh, I was going to go with Carl oh. Urban. Well, I was going because I know you like Carl Urban. But I was I was just going for you know first Judge Dredd. 
<laughs> where Sylvester Stallone and I'm pretty sure Rob Rob Schneider is, is at some point shows up in that movie as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that's some city you're building there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing you can do is you can you can sign a deal with a, a company called Omega Corp, and uh, you can produce this uh, this substance that doesn't really get explained called uh, Omega, which allows, which is basically, it, it seems like drugs to me, I'll be <laughs> honest, because it can either make, it can make your city kind of go uh, crazy nuts, uh, awesome, or you can completely bring your entire city to ruin uh, based on how you deal with that. And uh, yeah, sounds, sounds very much like drugs, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. In the sit in the future, we're we're not going to have flying cars. We'll have maglev trains and and lighting on the roads and drugs. mega structures <laughs> and drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just looking forward to when the classification board deny this classification based on the fact that it's got drugs. <laughs> well, no, as, as long as you don't get an achievement for the drugs, it should be fine. Oh, but maybe you do because it can make your city go really well. Mm. Well, as, as long as as long as the well, as long as it doesn't go bleep bloop, achievement unlocked. Took drugs. It should you should be okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so that's that's coming out on fourth, the fourteenth of November, and I, I'm kind of interested in in playing it. I've I've kind of my my SimCity playing has kind of dwindled uh, since I first first uh, picked it up. Or first received it, I guess, because I bought it, I pre-ordered it for Mac, and uh, it should. Uh, so, so I'm, you know, I'm interested in, in trying it out. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll have to uh, let the listeners know what you think when the time comes. Sure will. So, on to tech news. We have tech news. Are you excited? Um, moderately. Not like you know, not super super excited, but you know, I'm not I'm not bored, so I'm you know kind of in the middle. I think that's roughly the correct uh, response to this particular tech news because uh, the the next two items that I've got to talk about are from Samsung. Uh, do we have to? Uh, look, I feel I feel like they they deserve a mention. Uh, and not because not because they're amazing or anything like that. Because let's be honest, when's the last time Samsung actually produced anything that was amazing? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I'm think trying. I'm trying to think of something. It's not coming to me. They they produce things that have sold well, but it doesn't make them amazing. It just makes them good sellers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> so the so what they've got uh, the first first item that they've that they've I guess announced is called the Galaxy Gear, and it is a smartwatch. Uh, so I've talked about my Pebble before on on the show. Um, uh, I think maybe a couple of times. And uh, so this the Pebble is essentially a, is a smartwatch. Uh, it's really designed to work with your phone. It's not really designed to be on uh, working alone. Right. Uh, you can do things like have your notifications and stuff sent through to the watch, so your watch vibrates uh, when you when you get a like a phone call or a text message or a tweet or something like that. The Galaxy Gear is different because uh, the idea is that it's it works kind of on its own, but even then, it doesn't. It, like if you want to, if you want to use it with a phone, you can use it with one series of phones, and that's the that's the Galaxy. Right. I, I think. Or, or I think there eventually it will be open to more Android phones, but yeah, for right now, it's just. Actually, I don't even think it's just the Galaxy. I'm, I'm pretty sure right now, isn't it just the, the the Note three? Yeah, actually, I think you're right in that because uh, yeah, it's it's really very um, which is really really like it's, it doesn't even support all their phones, uh, so it's pretty pretty limited. It's the price tag I've got here is British for some reason. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. I guess that's because I'm I'm looking at T three. Uh, the price tag is is two hundred and ninety nine pounds, which will be quite expensive, I think. Yeah, it's it's hard. I, I always find it hard, difficult to uh, um, to to translate that to like Australian dollars, uh, okay. which everything is well, to be translated five, to Australian dollars in my 509 head. Five hundred and nine Australian dollars. Yikes! Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> 
that's that's a lot. Um, and really, like the the only the only cool thing about it is that it, it seems to be able to allow you to like uh, talk using it. So it doesn't just re- re- allow you to like receive notifications, but you seem to be able to use it as as like a like a wrist phone almost. Uh, sorry, really quick. I, I just found on a Gizmodo, uh, the AE Australian version of Gizmodo. They say the the price is actually going to be uh, is actually three hundred and seventy dollars in Australia. Australian, yeah, that's still expensive. That's very expensive, yeah. right? Still. But I guess they which this is the this is a very early uh, early market that they're getting into. Like they've 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 beat Apple into it. That's for sure. Um, although that's never stopped Apple before. <laughs> you know, really, there's only there's only maybe a couple of different uh, smartwatches that are out there, and uh, I wouldn't call any of them like groundbreaking. I mean, the Pebble is probably the most popular, but even it like is only. Uh, it's it's only capable of you know so much, whereas the Galaxy Gear does seem to be um, an attempt at creating something that's uh, far more standalone. Yeah, it, it's it's almost it's essentially something that you know if your phone's in your pocket, you never have to take it out. Like I think that's what they're going for. It, it, it like it replicates all of the basic functions of your phone. Like it'll show you your notifications. You can check your email. You can make phone calls with it. Yep. Um, so you can pretend that you're Penny from um, from Inspector Gadget or or anything like or whatever, or, or that you're Dick. Which actually brings up a which brings up a, a an interesting topic. Okay. Sorry, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say or or Dick Tracy, but go ahead. I, I want I want to see where you're going with this. So, so the interesting topic that I have with this is that uh, Samsung has uh, returned to form and uh, ripped off Apple again. They can't do. They can't. They didn't have a uh, like an, an iWatch to to copy uh, yet, and I'm sure that we we'll, we might might see some of that in the in the future. Perhaps uh, that what they did was they copied the original Apple uh, iPhone commercial. Okay, which is titled "Hello." Uh, one of the links that I'll throw into the show notes uh, from Gizmodo has has both videos, both both ads, so that you can you can watch them if you like. Um, Hello was essentially is essentially a an ad where they showed a whole bunch of clips. So they first of all they show the pro like a, a, an old school telephone, right? And then they show a whole people a lot of people answering the telephone. Uh, you know, hello, 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 which is where obviously where it gets its name. Um, and it's like it's clips from iconic shows, iconic movies, and stuff like that. Uh, and then and then it announces like the iPhone, right? Right. Um, the Galaxy Gear ad is almost identical, except for the fact that it's about a watch. <laughs> so they show a watch, and then they show a whole lot of people using a watch as a communication device from a whole bunch of TV shows like Dick Tracy and Star Trek, and uh, and Inspector Gadget, and uh, then they show like somebody using the the Galaxy Gear, and then that's you know that's the end of the ad. Uh, you skipped over the best part, is they showed they showed the original Power Rangers. Yes, they did. I don't know. If that's the best part, but you know, okay. Well, maybe you're you had a terrible childhood then, Jelly. <laughs> In fact, they showed Look, the pa- I, I, they showed the Power Rangers twice. Twice. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, what's more impressive is that I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. You were uh, you were really watching that that ad. Um. Yeah. Like, look. I, I just while you were speaking, I quickly watched both of them. Wow. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to me talk. Bane. I feel so. I feel so loved. I'm pretty sure I said uh huh. Yeah. I said I said this at the appropriate time, so That's all right. But yeah. Well, I see what you mean in the sense that it's similar. But at, at, in I think in, in Samsung's defense, it was at least people using smart watches, and they were saying like, look, we finally can do something like that. You know, as like I think it'd be different. It was just people walking around with like old school, like with normal watches, just looking at the time. You know, a bunch of clips of that, and then all of a sudden, you know, smart. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and that's that's. I mean, that's one kind of way to look at it. And if it was any other company, I'd accept that as an excuse, right? If it was, if it was like Google that was doing it, or if it was one of the other uh, smartphone uh, producers, like say Nokia, Nokia, Nokia Soft. Mike, Mike Crockier, Mike, <laughs> Mike, 
Macria. You know who I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, if it was if it was anybody else, like that would be an acceptable thing. You know, if Sony Ericsson decided to create a smartwatch and and produced an ad very similar to this, it would be acceptable because none of them ha- have been in court recently uh, for the very purpose of for the re- very reason that they ripped off Apple. Sony actually does have a smartwatch. Well, that's yeah, but they don't have the ad. In fact, they have they have two two series of smartwatches. There you go. So they they've been doing it for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, th- this is old news for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, they they had they produced the the ad, it probably might just get passed off as like maybe an homage or right. uh, you know, or a homage or, it, or it, that's not how you say it, Bean. <laughs> Well, that's how you should say it. That's how it's spelt. Like, anybody else would have gotten away with it, but Samsung has been in court for this very reason. Like, they have been in court with Apple in not one, but, like, a number of countries uh, because they've been ripping off Apple and, uh, you know, essentially um, just blatantly doing so. So, the question then becomes, like, is this just another another kind of notch in that in that wall or is it is it... Is it seriously like something that they they thought would would you know do uh, give the best kind of announcement for the watch? And I, I, in all honesty, I think that it's probably more likely that they uh, that they've they've gone for the ripping off because look, well, I, I think it's actually it's a both situation. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I think if you're if you're going to go with the, the the path that Apple has done it right, the, you know, right with that with the first ad. Of course, people are going to make similar ads because it did it did well the first time, but they're they're not going to make similar ads just for the sake of making similar ads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, I th- I think you've got slightly more. Uh, y- y- if you you've giving them slightly more leeway than I am, um, <laughs> just slightly. Look, I like I I can understand that this is is definitely an ad that is uh it like it will. Uh, is is a good announcement for a, for a product that changes that's could change the market as far as uh you know as watches uh, watches go. I don't think so. I don't I don't know that uh I don't know that Samsung is ever going to produce a product that's going to change a market. Yeah, um, I, I think I think what we they we, have we, to innovate first. Yeah, I, I, think I don't think they've ever done that. What we have to say also is that it's a really ugly watch. Yeah, it really is. I like would not wear one of these things. Sony's Sony's watch. I don't know if you've seen it, which is actually called the smartwatch. Like it isn't pretty, but it looks a lot better than than this. This is like I, I don't like the whole like faux leather thing they're doing with all their devices now. It's just weird. And this one's got like brushed metal. Yeah, it's, it's just a strange combination of of materials and. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's it's kind of ugly. Look, I don't think that at any stage this is going to be a product that actually changes its uh, changes the you know the the watch market or anything like that. It's just not going to happen. Is there a watch market? So, yeah, there's a watch market. Although it's really difficult to like, it's a really difficult market to uh, like to really do anything about because watches can range from like a five dollar, you know, little you know, little LCD. Casio type thing that you buy at a like a supermarket. That's a, that has Hello Kitty on kid. it. Yeah, or you know, Doric the Explorer or something like that. Uh, and then they range all the way up to like watches that cost millions and millions of dollars um, because they're you know that, that also have Hello Kitty on them. <laughs> uh, Hello Kitty encrusted in diamonds. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, there's a difference. So. Uh, like it's it's one of these things where like the the market ranges wildly even more so than like than phones ever ever has right and i don't think this is going to be the product to uh to to change anything about that market because uh, it's not a good looking watch really the uh, the T3 article that I'm I'm reading has a thing where they tick off functional and premium design in things that they love and yeah it's it's not a not something that you would ever want people seeing you wearing on your on your wrist <laughs> yeah. I would hide that thing 
if I ever wore it, which I wouldn't. And I think we all know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just one thing that I'm not sure what they were. What well, I don't know what they're going for with the look. It looks like something. It, it kind of looks like something a bit retro. Like, it kind of brings to my mind like the old school Casio watches. In in his ugliness. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, but obviously, it has like slightly more modern. Uh, stuff to it because it's got like the it's got the screen which it, which appears to be color which is something that uh, which is something that like none of the like the like for instance the pebble doesn't have uh, the pebble is a is an e-ink uh, black and white display um, this looks to be something that of a um, like an OLED or something like that uh, which only makes it worse because that is going to reduce your battery life and stuff like that. Well, I see that, that's what I don't, I don't really get about the whole smartwatch thing to begin with is not only is it, is it going to go through the watch battery super quickly, but if you leave the, your blue, like you'll have to have your Bluetooth on, on your phone, which is going to suck the life out of your battery. Like that's, that's not a, a, a lightweight system yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, that that's, and that's a fair point. However, like for instance, I I've found that like having my with my Pebble, like I've I keep that connected to my phone pretty much twenty four seven, um, and it doesn't really cause me any kind of huge issues with the battery. Okay. Um, it's like it, it uses it uses uh, Bluetooth low energy, which is uh, which is designed to you know protect your battery life and stuff like that on on all the devices in 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 question so it's designed so that it will you know last for you know for days really um or at least the bat- the watch battery will the phone battery will probably re- be reduced like its life will be reduced somewhat as as far as you know time between charges is concerned but as a general rule like it's not like the it's it's not like a huge huge thing at all okay well maybe i'm wrong then look i i think this is like this is definitely an 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 area like a market to to keep an eye on uh in the future i don't think this is anything necessarily to be you know super excited about it it doesn't look great uh as far as i'm aware it's not getting particularly good reviews um t3 has given it two stars out of a possible five um (laughs) I'd give it minus two stars out of a possible five, uh, and I haven't even played with it yet. Well, Although maybe that's maybe the pl- maybe playing with it uh, ups it by four stars, which is <laughs> which is means that it'd have to be amazing, uh, completely amazing. Look, I, I think this is this is a market to watch. Like I said, uh, is that a pun? <laughs> it was a pun that I didn't actually expect to come out of my mouth, <laughs> but now that I've now that I've said it, I'm going to run with it. Uh, <laughs> and if you know, I, I think that we're we're still yet to see the product that will really kind of change, uh, will really make a difference in it, and make this a like a a, a device type for lack of a better word, that people will want to put on their wrist. Yeah. Well, I, I guess when I mean, you got to think about it, like this is also going to be competing with uh, Google Glass and the, and like other types of wearable electronics. Right. Because it's all, supposed, it's all supposed to be, you know, you're not looking somewhere else. It's 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 on your wrist. It's on your face. Yeah. You know, I think we've talked about Google Glass though before, and I don't think it's going to be the thing to change the market either because it's it's kind of the... It's it's the Bluetooth headpiece of of the uh, of the market, which is uh, basically the sort of thing that you can use to weed out like douches, <laughs> for lack of a you know less uh, awful word. <laughs> so the other thing that that Samsung has produced, which is uh, which in in this in this tech tech news discussion. Uh, is the Galaxy Round, and I really don't have a lot to say about this because it's just another, it's just another Samsung phone. Uh, really, the only difference is that it's got a curved display because uh, because now they can make the the displays on the on the flexible plastic stuff, and uh, so this is this is a curved screen. Uh, so it has a slight uh, 
concave. Yeah, is that, is that the one where the curve goes the in? Screen. Yeah, it goes in. Concave. Uh, I can never remember which is which. And and the back kind of is is convex. So it, it's kind of like it's kind of like somebody took a smartphone and just kind of went and bent it in the middle. Yeah. They've done a little bit to kind of try and ex- try and make that useful. So you can do things like you can, if the phone's lying on the desk and it's off, you can kind of push down on one one side so that it kind of rocks and uh, and hold it. If you hold it down, it will show you like the time and stuff like that. So it's kind of like it acts as like a giant button for being able to see the time. Yeah, which I think, it, I think is stuff a neat, like that. I think that's a neat little feature. Um, it's I, neat, but it doesn't really kind of. It doesn't really add a whole lot that you couldn't do, like with a with a regular phone, regular flat screen that has maybe a curve on the back, which plenty of Android phones have have curvy backs, and even some of the older uh, iPhones used to have that. Yeah, I guess uh, Samsung's not even really saying what makes it so special, other than the fact that it's curved. Um, so I guess we'll have to see what what comes out with it and see it, they go, Oh, look at this other crazy cool things you can do with it. And it, it's magic. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I saw someone talking about it and they said it, it feels a bit better in the hand than a normal phone is just because of the, the sure. curved, which I mean, if it comes out being the exact same price and you know, the exact same usability, but it feels a bit better. Hey, why not? You know? Yeah, look, I I find it difficult to to you know even consider anything that could be ridiculously special about it. I mean, you know, the whole feel the feel of your it in your hand that sort of thing. I mean, you can get that from any phone. Really, it doesn't have to be a curved screen. It just has to be a curved back or, or whatever. Um, really, I think this is an excuse to to uh, show off the tech and be something and do something that, that the market hasn't been able to do up until now. But I don't think it's any more special than that. Like I think that's really about as as uh, as extreme as it gets. And I don't necessarily think that that's what makes a smartphone good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was just reading, trying to see if I could find someone saying why this, why they're doing it. But nope, just just it's there. Uh, now I think we should point out it's not coming to Australia anytime soon. Uh, it's only being released in South Korea. Um, and there's no, there's no, they haven't said they're going to release it anywhere else. There's no dates or anything like that. So who knows? Maybe it's just a proof of concept, proof of concept type thing where they want to see who, you know, people actually buy it and what other people think. And then they'll, if it does well, then they'll sell it somewhere else. Sure. Look, I'm not going to hold my breath for it. It's, uh, it just looks like another phone. Um, really, other than the fact that it has a curved display that ad- allows you to do things like rocket and you know maybe maybe store things on it that won't so they won't roll away. <laughs> oh, like your so when you're at the office, you can put a pen in there, and you know it becomes a, a great. I, 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 it'd be an interesting paperweight. That's true. Um, be an expensive paperweight. Uh, it would be an expensive paperweight, but then like you know, it, it kind of makes me think of. Uh, there's a there's a prop uh, prop shop uh, from the UK that produces uh, Gallifrey balls, which are less uh, dirty than what they sound. <laughs> they're basically they're basically the size roughly of like a juggling ball um, made out of like a rubber kind of material uh, that are designed to be used as a paperweight, and they kind of they 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 rock back and forwards because they've got a weight on one you know uh, on one side to kind of keep them in place. Okay. Makes me think of those. Yeah, look, I'm, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste my time, you know, thinking about how this could change anything in the future because I don't think it will. I think it's, it really is just one of those things where they're just trying to show off some technology uh, that they happen to be able to produce, and and that's really it. And uh, just because you you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. <laughs> so there's that. This is just them pushing boundaries, seeing what mommy and daddy consumer will let them do. Yeah, pretty much. There is an interesting product that is uh, that is coming out in the not-too-distant not future. Um, this particular product comes from Nest, uh, and I don't know whether you've heard of it. Uh, you might have heard of their original product, which is called the Nest Thermostat. Uh, it's a like it's a it's a little round object that you that you essentially uh, install on your on your wall to to 
uh, as your thermostat for your for your heating system. Uh, and it's designed to work. Uh, you can use it with an app that, that they have, uh, so you can set the temperature remotely. Uh, it will also learn uh, what you what you what you like. So as you as you adjust the thermostat, it, it knows you know. Oh, when they get home at five o'clock, they like to have the how to warm the house up to twenty four degrees. So I'm going to start doing that. You know, five minutes before they normally get home. Right. And uh, and you know, and that way it'll be it'll be nice and toasty. So it's like it, it's a it was something that uh, is it's it's really cool. Like uh, I'm I'm very interested in in getting one, uh, you know, in in the future when I, you know, have money. Uh, but this is this next product that they've that they've produced. It's a smoke alarm. They seem to be attack attacking all the all the uninteresting products <laughs> and making them interesting, which I think is a great thing. Like I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, because you know, smoke alarms are the worst. Smoke—they just are the worst. I don't, have you ever been like yeah, had an apartment, or like I know you've had an apartment, but have you ever had like a smoke alarm that's gone off for almost no reason, uh, and you've you've had to spend like half an hour trying to get it to shut the heck up just be press pressing all the buttons multiple times and that doesn't work you need to take it why, off and you're, you're, you you're sitting there with like a pad of paper waving it at the thing trying to <laughs> put, put out whatever smokes around it we in in one of our previous apartments uh that mel and i had uh we we had a, a smoke there was one smoke alarm in the entire apartment and uh it was it was situated like right outside the bathroom door which is roughly the center of the apartment, right? Um, but right outside the bathroom door. So if you if you were in, went in, had a shower, got out, opened up the door, and let the steam out, it would set it off. <laughs> just it would just straight up straight out set it off. So what we ended up doing was just removing. The, we removed the battery, and uh, and left it like that the entire time that we lived there. Well, good thing you didn't have any Which, fires. Yes, it's a very good thing we didn't have any fires, and uh, and this is one of the things that they're trying to do with this Nest Protect. Um, it's so it's it's a smoke alarm and a CO. I was going to say CO two, but it's not a CO two. It's a it's a carbon monoxide alarm. Uh, so it's just CO alarm that will detect. Like obviously, it will detect smoke and and warn you about smoke, and it will detect carbon monoxide and and warn you about that as well. Um, but it talks. <laughs> uh, which is kind of cool. So instead of getting like a high pitched beep 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 noise that really is annoying and you just want to punch things, um, you get a you get a voice that kind of tells you in a kind of sing song voice. Heads up, there is smoke in the living room. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jelly. I can't do that. <laughs> it, actually, the the voice kind of reminds me of uh, of being in. Uh, being in Heathrow Airport in London, they had an announcement that was uh, that would say things like every now and then, it would it would come over the speakers saying, "Baggage left unattended will be destroyed." Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this just sounds like like they're taking it way too far. <laughs> so, but this this is uh, you know it it, tell, it talks to you. It will it it can tell tell you what's happening and where. Uh, if you have multiple of them, it, they know what room they're in. Uh, like it, so, like I said, you know, with the lounge with the lounge room thing, like it, it knows whether it's in the bedroom or the lounge room or the kitchen. Uh, that's something that you set up when you set up the alarm itself. Um, so it can tell you where the where they are, where the where the smoke is, where the fire fire is possibly coming from. Uh, it also it's it's designed to work uh, with your Wi-Fi network, so it can send you a notification on your phone uh, or your tablet okay. to tell you that there is a that there is smoke at home. So if you're at work all day and uh, and you know for some reason there's a there's a fire that starts because of say an electrical short. Uh, you will get a notice to say, you know, hey, heads up, <laughs> you know, heads up, your house is burning yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's the, that's a polite yeah. way to tell too. <laughs> very, very, very calmly. You just go, oh, it is. Oh, not again. Yeah. Silly house. You know. <laughs> 
it also has like it has a few cool cool features in it as well. Uh, it has a motion sensor, so instead of getting up like like I said before, it's like eh, let's be honest, any smoke alarm that you install is is going to have uh, is in order to be able to detect detect smoke, it's going to end up with the floor of sometimes it will be tripped uh, without meaning to. Right. If you burn toast, that produces smoke, and so uh, so that will end up setting it off if it gets to it gets to the uh, to the smoke machine. But instead of having to climb up on a ladder or a chair, actually, and then and try and you know take it off and ah, why would you shut up? <laughs> um, you all you have to do is just you wave at it and it turns off. Okay, that's that's good. I think it's what what they all should do. Because uh, normally you're waving at them, but just with one finger. You're <laughs> just like stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also has like some other uh, unrelated stuff. Um, it has a light in it that will turn on when it's dark. Um, so. Uh, and it's it's kind of hard to tell from from the uh, from like the website and stuff like that, but it seems to turn on uh, based on on motion and stuff. So uh, you know, if you go if you're leaving, if you get out of bed and uh, and head to the kitchen for a glass of water or something, uh, and it's and it's super dark in your house. It's not super dark in your house. I've been there, and I walked out in the middle of the night to get a glass of water and it wasn't super dark I could see that's because we probably had the the shutters open so you could actually get a bit of that outside light and moonlight yeah but uh, let's 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 assume for a moment that you it was super dark in in your house uh, on one particular night and you decided to stumble out of bed and and head and grab a uh, and grab a glass of water what if it, if you went past it it would turn a light on like a just a, just not like a super like it's not like you know one of the, one of your regular lights, but it will give you enough light that you can see where you're going. Right, almost like a nightlight. Yeah, kind of like a nightlight. So you can have that set up so that it will turn on, and that way you can kind of see where you're going and and get back to bed, and then it will just kind of it will just turn off off again. Okay, which is 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 kind of cool. That's neat. I think one of the um again I found an article about it on Gizmodo. Um, and one of, one of the things it does is so if you have a nest, which is the the thermostat, yeah. yep. Um, and your, what's it called? Oh, it's called the Protect. I don't know if we said that. The smoke detector? Yeah, I think I said that okay. at the beginning, yeah. So, okay. this is the Protect. It's the, it's the alarm. All right. So, if the Protect senses carbon monoxide, it'll talk to your nest and tell your nest to shut off your gas. If you have gas heating, it'll tell it to shut off the gas. Yeah. So, in case there's a fire, you don't add more to it. Right. So, so if if uh, if your gas is is leaking and uh, and that's the the it will kind of it'll stop that it'll turn that off so that you don't uh essentially fuel any fires that could possibly be happening right which is, which is kind of cool yeah, it's a neat little bit of interconnectivity it's uh it's like it's it's definitely an interesting uh, an interesting product like i said it's something that uh that it's one of those products that you would kind of like it's not something that you're going to want to rush out and buy. It's not like a new phone or something you can play with constantly. It's the sort of thing that you typically buy them when you say build a house or upgrade your house or, or do something like that, and you forget about them and you don't really until until it does go off in the middle of the night uh, when you're trying to like while you're trying to sleep and it starts um, you know beeping because it's got a low battery or uh, or you know you go or if you you know accidentally let a little bit of smoke get anywhere near it and uh it causes it to uh to go off um like that that's just, that's really the only times that you that that people ever deal with these things and so they're really annoying and they're they're frustrating but i think this is the sort of thing that um it like it it, it certainly is an interesting product and i think it is the sort of thing that uh is it's something that if you if you are building a house or if you're looking at creating uh like if you're looking at replacing your smoke alarms um then then this is definitely something that you should look at because it's yeah it's it's really um it's an improvement on what's out there which you know, it doesn't say much, but it's you know, it's actually a it's actually a really big improvement. Yeah. Now, I guess the the only caveat to that is that it is, I think, uh, I think it's like a hundred and thirty dollars per smoke alarm. Right. Uh, so it's it's not a cheap smoke alarm. Yeah. But but again, um, these devices did just come out, so it might be worth it to right hold off a bit 
see if the prices come down then buy them when they're a bit cheaper because you know you're normally not just buying one you'll be buying a couple for a house yeah you'll, you know, you'll buy so, several yeah and i mean the, th- the thing the thing about it is this is you you've got to remember is it's a device that you that you buy once and will probably use for for a very long time like it's not yeah. it's not like a phone where you might upgrade every couple of years or anything like that it's more like a tv Right, where you buy a TV, you don't upgrade your TV every couple of years. You buy it and you probably use it until it until it cocks it, and then then you'll replace it, uh, which might be you know ten fifteen years. And I, I think this is the same sort of thing with this device. It's one of those things where you can go down to Bunnings, you can buy a thirty dollar, uh, you know, a thirty dollar smoke alarm that you can just you can just basically install onto into your ceiling, and uh, and you can you can deal with all the all the awful kind of stuff that comes along with that or you can pay the money and get something that's uh that's quality i guess right and i think i honestly think i mean only having uh done a little bit of reading about it and stuff like that like not actually having ever tried one because they haven't actually been uh released yet um they're still on pre-order it, it's one of those things that makes me like that i think is uh it, it's worth it. It's worth spending that money for for the the you know, the ability to to have that little bit of extra convenience. Um, but then I'm I'm the sort of person who wants to do things like you know install uh, remote locking and uh, and uh, other various uh, home home automation techniques into the into uh, my house in the right. future. So that's that's where I'm coming from with this. I like convenience. Yeah. <sighs> I am like I, we're, obviously we're both techies, so like I like the idea of of you know the tech having as much tech stuff in the house controlling things. But I think I'm always worried about you know like so you, you put electronic locks on your on your doors. Well, is that harder or easier for someone to to get into, or is it just a different type of person who'll be getting into it? <laughs> yeah, look, I think uh, like I think you have to remember, and I think I th- I think I saw an XKCD comic. Maybe it wasn't XKDCD. Maybe it was somebody else. Uh, it was in regards to the like the Touch ID that stuff that came out uh, r- relatively recently. We talked about it, I think last week uh, how Touch ID was hacked and and people were wondering, you know, are wondering, oh, is 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 you know using a, a fingerprint any more secure than using like a good strong password that's you know like thirty two characters long and includes letters, both uppercase and lowercase numbers and 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 symbols, right. And uh, I, th- I do believe it was XKCD, and if I can find it, I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes. There was a comic that he that uh, he produced uh, not not too long ago in kind of uh, in response to all this. Um, that was basically this is what you know. Here is what you know. Uh, password you know gurus think. Uh, think is going to happen when your when your password is uh like when your password is hacked and here's what actually happens and what they think is happening is that they use you know building a million dollar machine to you know f- go through all the possible scenarios and and crack the password that way right. and what actually happens is you know he, you know here's a baseball bat beat him until he tells the, tells us the <laughs> password uh, and I think it's the same sort of thing, right? Like if a lock looks 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 uh, and like difficult enough to get through, and they really want to break into your house, they'll probably you know break the window, right? So, but what, yeah, what am I, one of my windows have like laser beams on them that are controlled from a phone? Then what, what about safe. laser beam windows? Come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. If you've got laser beam windows, that sounds cold. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you you think you think they'd give off a bit more heat, but no. They're just they're just lasers. <laughs> yeah, it's look, I I think I think it's one of these things where, you know, th- there is always going to be the possibility that uh that you know, that things like hacking and stuff could happen, but I'll be honest, like I'm probably more likely to be concerned about things like, uh, you know, like my credit cards being stolen, which uh, though we don't have time to go into it, you know, happened recently with the, with the Adobe uh, Adobe thing that, that happened, um, how they got hacked and, uh, you know, the systems got compromised and, you know, people stole, stole credit cards. You know, that sounds, that, that to me is, is more likely than, 
uh, somebody wants to, you know, for some reason, turn off my smoke alarms. Right. <laughs> what? Or, oh, no, they're going to turn my heating up all the way. Well, I'm thinking more of for things like lock, like, you know, door locks and things like that. Sure. Look, I, I think it's one of these things that, you know, that they're, they're obviously people who make locks and make these sort of uh, contraptions, uh, you know, they want the, the, it to be secure because otherwise there's no reason for people to purchase them. My understanding is that, that the current con- incarnation of, uh, of, of, you know, remote locking and stuff like that uh is is no less secure than having uh having a regular key lock because a regular key lock there is a number of ways that you can get get past it you know it can be it can be picked uh you can you can uh you know have a skeleton key or something like that um right. it doesn't make it any any more secure having a physical item uh than you know having something that you you know say enter a passcode on or you know you have a you know it, it responds to your mobile device or something like that um most of them include you know a level of encryption that you know regular people that are going to break into your house um and let's be honest if you're if you're a normal person like say for instance me uh you're more likely to have you know some some dude who wants to break in and steal your bike uh than some dude who's who's in it for you know million dollar secrets Right. I don't have any million dollar secrets to steal, so maybe it's just me. But if you did, you would know not to not to uh, store them with Adobe or near your bike. So you, you know right. you've learned lessons. All right, learning lessons all over the place. Yeah, look, I, I think it's it's you know it, it, there there is there is something to be said for the fact that you can't have both security and convenience. Uh, but I think it's a matter of finding the the best balance of the two. Right. Um, and as you know, as as uh, you know, the the technology improves, we're only going to see uh, you know the 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 you know the both the security improve, but also the methods of getting past the security improving. So really, the question just basically comes down to: okay, well, do do you want convenience, or do you like that allows you you know pretty good security, or do you want like? better security that has less convenience. Right. So I, and I, and it's really up, it's it's up to each individual person to, de- to determine really where they kind of lie in that in that sort of scenario. And uh you know as far as I can tell um things like remote locking and that sort of thing uh are, st- are, are fairly are fairly secure. They will keep out most people. Maybe not the NSA, but you know there's that they're probably um, not actually going into your house. Yeah, they're pro- they're probably not. I've I don't think I've ever had the NSA come into my house. Maybe and, they stole uh, your bike. May- maybe they did. <laughs> maybe they stole my bike. Yeah. Well, I look. I we've pretty much run out of time. We've got a we've got a bunch more topics that we we we're going to talk about, but we've uh we're, we're out of time. So, if you would like to read any of the stuff that we've talked about today, read about it rather, then you can do that. Uh, the show notes have links to all the articles that we have read in in response to, in regards to the topics that we've talked about. So, you can go to jellyandbean.co forward slash 46 and, uh, and follow any of the links that you, you deem necessary. Uh, to do to you know to catch up on all the all the news surrounding those particular topics. Um, now, if you would like to, uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do that as well. Uh, we have a web form because web forms are cool, don't you know? Cool, I tell you. Uh, you can go to jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. And uh, you can fill out a form there, and that sends us an email uh, to both of us, and then you can we we res- we might respond or we might talk about it on lo- on the air. Who knows? Who knows really? Uh, but we we always love receiving emails. It's it's always good. Uh, you can also get in touch with us individually. Bean is on Twitter as Brandroid Attack B R A N D R O I D A W T A C K, and I am at jelly bean soup yeah I, l- I like that you you paused for yours like i, I think you were like <laughs> what was mine again it's just been so long spell- spelling his that I, I don't know how to do mine right right uh 
good episode. Good episode. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Next week will be amazing. It always is. But we'll see. We'll see you then. Bye.